Hi, and welcome to the Small Business MBA. My name is Yasmin Ali. In this episode, we start a new business trail. This is generally the least favorite aspect of business for most entrepreneurs. Yet, this is where we work on our businesses rather than in it. I am, of course, talking systems and processes. So why is this particular topic so unpopular? The answer I often get from entrepreneurs is that, unlike sales or delivery, they see no connection between doing this type of work and the bottom line of their business. In other words, because it does not directly bring money in, it can't be important. They know that it has to be done eventually, but right now is not the time. Right now, my race corp entrepreneurs in their first year often claim they need to focus on just making money. Here's the question that you need to ask yourself if this is your view. What's the capacity of your business? In other words, how much can you actually make in a month? And the reason I want you to think about this is very simple. I want you to imagine your dream client walking into your door today and offering you an exclusive contract to do what you do. You'll be required to completely fulfill on your contract and there can be no compromises on this. Would you be able to take that contract on? Would you know how to manage a contract of that magnitude? Usually the answer is no. And the truth is that the scene that I've painted scares us as entrepreneurs far more than not having any sales. At Racecorp we have a term for this, namely an ambulance. An ambulance is when a business lands a client or any work that far outweighs what they have delivered on previously. Typically we measure this as three times the turnover that the business has achieved in the past. Often entrepreneurs see this as their breakthrough opportunity and they believe that this will make their businesses. But the problem is that without the right processes in place, this is, quick, this is the quickest way for a business to fail. I'll give you a real case study here. We had a business in its startup phase which landed a contract with a massive multinational for public relations and events related to one of their brands. This was a huge deal, more so because the business was still in its infancy. They did their planning, but because they had no pricing policies, their numbers were way off. They knew that they needed help, so they decided to get extra people in. But without employment processes, they quickly found themselves arguing about which person they were interviewing was best. Different people would handle different locations differently, creating not only different costing models, but resentment among different teams. The result was that it literally killed the business. It liquidated soon after the project was delivered, all because of a lack of systems and processes. What we often forget is that we need to build the business we want to run before it arrives. In other words, we must be prepared before the reality we're trying to build. We must be prepared for our vision. And how do we do that? Well, we take ourselves to a place where we are no longer alone in our businesses. We imagine what the people in our future businesses will be doing. And we then look at how we currently do this. How do you get someone else to do it as well as you? Often entrepreneurs will tell me that they know how to do it, but they just haven't put it down on paper yet. They'll get to that when they have to. So my question to you is, when will you have to? Because, you see, usually you have to when it's already too late. The best advice, therefore, is that you need to always be building, whether you believe you need this imminently or not. The truth is that much of the time, our unwillingness to put things on paper stems more from our own issues rather than any time-related problems. 
top of the list of personal issues that cause us to make excuses is a fear of losing control. If people were to be able to do things as well as we can do them ourselves, we fear making ourselves redundant in our own businesses. Sure, we will have more time, but people won't need us. And if people in our businesses don't need us, what's our role? Here's what our role is, leadership. First and foremost, we are responsible for ensuring that things happen in accordance with our customers' expectations so that we can solve our, our clients' needs. This does not mean doing everything ourselves. It means creating the right systems that ensure that people are empowered to create customer delight. And that can be done via any system in the business. Empowerment of the people in our business means that we cannot be scared to enforce the rules. This does not mean that we lose ourselves to a sense of power and become toxic. Rather, it means that we look at our company communication policies and strategies to ensure that we build systems that support the culture and the feel of our company. After the break, I speak to an entrepreneur who has had to find and build her best leadership systems in her business and has seen her business skyrocket as a result. Join me to find out how she did it. Welcome back. We're talking policies and systems in your business, and I'm joined by the Road Trippers team to tell us how they get it done in their business. Guys, welcome. Thanks for Thank having you us. For having us. Okay, so so let's start with you. Mm. Tell me about Road Trippers. What what is it? What do you guys do? Okay, we take people on party getaways across the world. So we have we are a different type of a travel agent. So we specialize in group travel, okay. giving someone the epic experience okay. you know taking people out of their comfort zone and just having fun and meeting new people so that's what we're all about so um i met you guys on a trip to mozambique over 100 people um lisa how do you keep track of that <laughs> because i mean in my mind it's absolute chaos and 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 you're the person behind the scenes kind of doing the planning and the coordination and making it making it happen so what are, what are some of the big things that need to happen in order for it to run so smoothly? Well, firstly, it is the vision behind it. Behind every trip, it's a pre-planning. Okay. So why or how everything runs smoothly would be part of repetition. Okay. Because we've been doing it for so many times and so many years, mm. we've now mastered it. Yeah. And I guess you know, what you, you, you know what went wrong in the past, so you exactly. know how to avoid Correct. it in future. Yeah. So, so even if we do have a little hiccup or a little complaint here or there, it's resolved and nobody even knows about it because we've already mastered the pros and cons to getting to that point. Very but it's a, it's a start at the end because we, we started with like 30 people, then, then 50 people, 60 and then 100. So we started at the bottom and you know, we got those finer details and fixed that and that's, that's how we do it with ease. You know. how, do, how is a trip for 30 people different to a trip for, what was it, 105? Yeah, the executive was 130 people. Okay. <laughs> it was 130. <laughs> uh, it's, I guess it's, it's easier, it's a little bit more easier to manage, you know, 30 people uh, at the beginning. It was, I first started this like six years ago. And yeah, I had the, and, and once you get that right, everything else slowly, it gets, it gets easier as we go along. And then we reached 180 people. So in that time, the processes, as Lisa said, it's more the repetition, it's a rep repeat, a repetition. And we managed to master our skill so that's that's what we've done so tell me about the roles in the company because I mean there are a few of you you know that that and and 
um, one of the things I said to you guys is I'm always, because of what I do, I kind of sit back and I kind of watch what people are doing and, you know, try and unpack the business. Yeah. And it's clear that, you know, on a trip, yeah, you, you're all there, but each person kind of seems to have a little bit of a different, a different role to play. So can you tell me about your role? Absolutely. So my role would be, firstly, I do the planning. Mm -hmm. So that is the admin and the coordinating. When we're actually on the trip with all our guests, um, you can call me a host as well. Okay. So I, we try to keep it personal. We have that personal touch. Absolutely. So we try to be around each person, each group, ensure everything is good, everybody's happy. You know, if there are any concerns, we are there to address it at that moment. Okay. And, and I think that's really important because um, it, when, when it's more personal, it, you know, if somebody has something like yeah, but it's easier to go to somewhere yes, that they feel definitely because you know we are all here together mm -hmm. and we this is an experience we're offering you so you know we want to give you the best what does the best mean in in road trippers the best the best means that you must tell us that you had the best time of your life and there wasn't a better experience in your life after coming with us so <laughs> that's our idea of the best so I did the Mozambique trip with you mm -hmm. guys, right? It's a bus trip. It's, you know, a couple of hours and da-da-da-da, right? And then you guys got, um, started again and went off to Zanzibar. How, how different is it, you know, with the different distances or, you know, the different, the, the different experiences and, and creating more, you know, I think we all feel, you know, fairly comfortable close yeah. to home when, you, yes. when you're taking people this far away, you know, how is that trip different? Uh, I guess, you know, being in Zanzibar, you know, it's, it's such, it's the destination itself, you know, yeah. it's epic, you know, it's beautiful. And uh, it's kind of this, very similar to what we do in Mozambique, you know, the whole yeah. planning behind it, but a different destination. And it's also our vision because before I do a trip, I vision everything, like what I'm going to do each day on the trip. Yeah. Although the, for, I mean, Zanzibar is seven nights, so yes. I vision every day. And then when we get there, we just work together and we're like, we deliver. So we, at the end of it, people are like, okay, this is even better than Mozambique for most <laughs> of the guys that have come to mm -hmm. Mozambique. <laughs> and then after that, what the guys are like, where's our next destination? <laughs> Where we to from, yeah. <laughs> and we're only <laughs> traveling with yeah. you guys. So we, we've, we've built that clientele as well. Yeah. People love us. And, and I see that you've just um, started advertising something um, for, for Thailand. Absolutely. So tell me about Thailand. Thailand will be a nine night. Stay. So it'll be seven nights in Phuket and two nights at the PP Islands. Okay. There'll be activities in between, parties, different um, ventures. Each day is planned, as Sumo says, we plan each day. So from the minute you board that plane up until you arrive back in Johannesburg, everything is planned. Okay. From the beginning to the end. And we with you to experience your journey. Okay. So, so tell me, how did Thailand come about? I mean, it's, it's just such a thing, you know, so it, and it seems a little different to everything else that you've done. It is, it is, but it's also a picturesque place. I mean, people look at Thailand, it's like everyone wants to go there. This mm. is our new destination, you know. Mm. And we see lots of people advertising Thailand, especially the other travel agents. So we're trying to take people and twist it a bit to the road trip as part of it, you know, yeah. and, and give it our touch. And let's take it and take guys on a different journey to what you would get with just your average, average travel agent. Yeah, so we're looking forward to Thailand and then to Bali, to Greece. <laughs> the world's our ocean, oyster, as they say. Yeah. 
barley grease. Uh, how do you guys decide? I mean, I mean, again, you know, my brain just keeps going. What a logistical nightmare! <laughs> <laughs> but it seems like it seems like you keep looking for a bigger challenge. Yes, that is it. And with Sumal, what he always does is before each trip. I think that's also part of the planning. Is he does that experience on his own? Okay. You know, to ensure. Mm. This is what I will be giving my guests, mm. and it's got to be the best. Yeah, it's kind of like eating at the hotel, eating the food, tasting the food, sorry, staying at the hotel, <laughs> uh, uh, eating the food, you know, doing the local, meeting locals, doing adventures, and then, and then coming back and let's plan and let's do it our way. So, you know. so one of the things that you, that you very specifically said is you, you want to give people that party experience. You mm -hmm. want to give people that... that not just the adventure, but you want them to just enjoy it, yes, right? Definitely. That's not something that, that everyone else does. So how do you ensure that that happens? Because, again, you know, it's really easy to, to, to say we're going to take 130 people, but to, for 130 people to be on the dance floor at the yeah, same time is, yeah. is, is, is a skill. <laughs> I guess it's the DJs we choose. So we've got a whole list of DJs, you know. There's some good DJs that we have, and uh, we, we like, took them and we, we took them to Mozambique as well. And then we use them over and over again, especially the good guys. And they know how to give, make sure people dance and make sure people party. So, yeah, I think the DJ selection is more okay. very important when it comes to that. And how do, you, how do you manage all the different personalities? I mean, it's not like you have a vetting system, you <laughs> yes. know, that, <laughs> that goes, you know, full in this checklist. So how do you manage all of these different personalities? You know, I would say, firstly... Um, each person is different, as yes. you say, different personalities. So when you meet different people and they all are on different levels, you know, sometimes you just got to be understanding. Mm. You got to understand exactly where they're coming from, how they feel. Put yourself in that situation. Yeah. And from that way, it's always run smooth. And I, I, just, to, just to kind of, you know, jump on that, all of you kind of have very different personalities. And I guess, I guess that that helps as well to try and connect with Correct. with Definitely. different people while you're on a trip. I mean, some Definitely. people would feel more comfortable with one. And yeah. Absolutely. And, it's, it, and, and one of the things that I really loved about, about you guys was just your open communication. I mean, when something went wrong, it wasn't the case of, no, it's not going wrong. It was a case of... Okay, this is the problem, and let's fix it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's also really important, we, you know, to give our clients and let them know what's going on. And yeah, just always, again, the personal touch behind it, you know, meeting different people all the time. I mean, we lo meet loads of people, but yeah. uh, the connection that we have with people is just also amazing. And that's also another reason why we love our job. It's connecting with so many different people. We, we just love it. It's just part of, what, it's part of us here. So... One of the things that went absolutely wrong was um, a power failure, yes. something that you have absolutely no control over. Mm -hmm. How do you handle it? Because, I mean, you're in a very customer-close sort of space, yeah. right? Um, it's not like you can close the front door and go, come back when the, when the lights yes, go yes, on, yes, right? Yes, yes, yes. So when something like that that you have no control over goes wrong, what is, what is the plan? What is, what is in the back of your head? Is there a plan B? Is there a plan C? Is there a plan F? Um, and how do you build those plans? Uh, that too also comes a bit natural. I, I don't know That's how we it. do it. Because You've got to be able to think on your feet. On our feet. You've got to be able to think on your feet. If something happens, we say, okay, right, let's do this. Because mm. uh, that day I just made a few phone calls. I'm like, okay, which, uh, which restaurant had a 
a, a generator. Yeah. So after getting that info, we're like, okay, we're going there after that, you know? <laughs> so sorting that out, but nobody saw it. We're yes. like, okay, let's fix this problem first. And now since we have a solution, let's take everyone there and we ended up having a big time anyway. That was actually quite fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so one minute, okay? Um, I'm looking to you guys as the experts, okay? Um, what is a tip that you would give um, other businesses in terms of building their systems? I would say, again, repetition, do something you love, find something you love, find your passion first, you know, don't just look at it on the monetary side, it's not just about the money, the money comes at the end, eventually, but finding your passion and working towards it every day, without expecting much in return, but just doing good at what you do, and I think that's, that's, that'll help you, key. especially key to building any business, Absolutely. it's just that part of it, yeah. Find your passion and then figure out how to make money from That's it. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it. You've got to have that drive. That's it. And you know, as they say, if you do what you love, you don't work a day. <laughs> when it's I wake up in the morning, I'm not going to work. I'm doing what I love. Especially when the job is going to Zanzibar. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Simo, Lisa, thank yeah. you so much for your thanks, time. Thanks and so thank much you for, thank you for, for sharing us, your yeah. insights on this Thank on you this very topic. much. Yeah, thanks for having us. Cheers. After the break, I look at how you can start putting your systems and processes into place and give you your task for the week to make sure that it gets done. Join me for that. Welcome back. Today is the first in the series on systems and processes, and we're focusing on the importance of you as the entrepreneur and leader of your company, driving your company systems and processes. The important thing to note here is the importance of you as a person central to the success. You and your business cannot be separated. While of course there is a clear separation legally and financially, in terms of the culture, feel, values and vision of the business, this is all about you. You create the feel based on your own personality and character traits. This is a good thing. It just reiterates that your business carries your DNA. But it's also a bad thing because it means that it also carries all our bad habits. Our fear of finances will show up in a lack of financial systems, for example. So, your task for this week is to look at what your worst trait is and how it affects your business. Once you know which system you are working with, do some research into how to write a system for it. Remember, generally, we do things intuitively, so it may be difficult. Try writing it from the perspective of someone who only knows the bare minimum. Then get feedback. Once feedback has been looped back in and you're happy with it, ensure that you spend enough time training all relevant parties and then enforce the rules. If there are consequences of not following the system, make sure that you enforce these universally and that you remain consistent. That's it from me for today. Until the next episode, Goodbye.